Welcome back to Hair of the Werewolf. I'm one of your hosts, Chase, and I'm here with the other host, Lily. It's me. Hi. Uh, we are a horror-themed podcast in a pub-like setting where we like to drink and tell each other stories and hopefully scare each other. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes we just get drunk. <laughs> Either way, it's a really good time. So this is, is this our first or second episode after New Year's? It's our fir- first. Yeah, this will yeah. be... No, yeah, but- no, we did one post-Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. What was the question? <laughs> so this, I think, is going to be our... It's our first of the year of 2021. So we're breaking into 2021. So we're happy rec- 2021, everyone. And we're recording this in 2020, so as long as the apocalypse didn't take everyone out... I don't know. We still have, from when we're recording, which is, you know, two days before New Year's Eve, um, that means there's two days left until the aliens. So you might not hear this recording at all. Who knows? We'll find out. So if you're listening to it, that's a good thing. I really enjoy that. Uh, Today's a little different. Today, I'm all listening because I don't have a story. She's got a good one for me. And and you won't always have a story. We kind of established that a long time ago. We said that a few episodes ago where you'll treat me. And you kind of went there for a while, like every episode you did. And I got to admit, I love it. But I know you have your own projects to do and you're doing your own thing. So, Well, and another part that's really important is we're trying to get our podcast down to about an hour so that they don't last. That's like a pipe dream. I don't know if that's ever going to well, happen. But we, want, we, want, we don't want to waste too much of your guys' time. We want you guys to enjoy it. And we figure, you know, make it sweet and short instead of, you know, too drawn out. So Sweet and short, one hour? <laughs> yeah, that's one sweet one hour that's short. That's a trip, sweet, so. sweet hour. Yeah, we, we want you guys to be able to feel like, yeah, we can listen to an episode instead of being like, oh man, I don't have three weeks to demote to an episode, so. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, what are we drinking today, Chase? Well, we are drinking a seasonal from Lacumbre, the Cozy Living Hazy Dippa. And I've tried it. Have you tried it? I have not tried it yet, right, so here, cheers. Let's do this. Mighty fine dippa. <laughs> it's good. I oh, it's really got like a it. perfumey quality. It's quite nice. It does. Oh, thanks. So the best thing about it is the can looks like a Christmas sweater, which I absolutely love. It's like a light blue, white sweater. It looks very vintagey to me. I like it. So I highly recommend you guys pick one of these up, you know, before they're out because it's a limited release. It's pretty awesome. It's good stuff. For those who are... Oh, wait, is it distributing throughout the country? I don't know. If nah, I, don't, I don't actually know. Uh, oh. it, it's it's You can at least get it at the tap I rooms. mean, for all those listeners outside of New Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> there are some. I'm sorry, you can't have any. Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but we have had some strays outside of the country listen to us. There was now seven in the UK. I'm, I'm tracking this like you don't even know. Uh, one in Serbia, one in Norway, almost all of them. Uh, there's like two people listening to us in Australia. And don't we have a couple people from Germany as well? Oh, in Germany too, yeah. Well, that's awesome. So for all of you out there, thank you for listening. We love that you're listening to us. We hope you enjoy it. Hope you keep listening. And uh, if you have any things that you want us to cover, maybe from parts of the world that you guys are from, drop us an email. And we'll talk about that at the end of the episode and we'll look into it. We might find some really cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, if you guys have any uh, crazy stories from your country that you're like, I bet they don't know this and you're probably we right. We probably don't. Let us know. <laughs> we, we, I mean, at the very least, we want to hear about it. I mean, just because we, we love this stuff. So. Yeah, heck yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. So I think, I don't know, if we have any other updates that I can think of, I don't think so. I can just jump into our scary story. Yeah, come on. Gotta scare me. Okay. 
Gotta scare me before the beer takes hold, because if the beer takes hold, I, nothing's gonna scare me. You're not even gonna pay attention anymore. Yeah, the only thing that'll scare <laughs> me is, is a line at the bathroom. Ooh. Yes, it's quite the line here at the uh, <laughs> at Pair the Werewolf Pub. <laughs> <laughs> here is the story for today. It is the true story of Veronica, the movie. Oh, the in Spain? Yeah. Oh. I know. Was... Have you read anything about that? I read a little bit after the movie because I wanted to know a little bit more about how close to reality it was. Yeah. Because there was some pretty creepy stuff in there. But to be honest, I don't even remember because that was years ago. It was and... a year. Yeah. When we first saw it, it was many years ago. It's a pretty good movie, though. It is a very good movie. Um, I really, when I started uh, researching, I was really surprised how creepy it was. So I hope it really Well, and resonates. this this was actually reported by the police, right? It's actually an official story. So half my story is that, and then probably another half is just like other interviews, the family, uh, friends, things like that. It always excites me when these stories are considered official in, in the sense that they're recorded by police officers and whatnot like my ufo story last week was the same way it just it makes it more interesting because it's like they didn't have a good explanation at the time but they had to report something it's awesome basically i agree all right well the story uh the name of veronica who was in the movie her real name estefania gutierrez lazaro her name wasn't even veronica no it wasn't even veronica but i think veronica might have been more easier for us to remember i don't know yeah, I guess because um, it might as well just been Mary then, or like Maria, or something like that. Well, you said her name was Estefania. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would have been a hard one to put as the title because Estefania. a lot of a lot of English speakers would just trip over it because they don't. Estefania, yeah. I mean, I guess you could call it Stephanie. Estef. <laughs> Estef infection. That's so rude. Okay, here we go. Uh, so, Estefania was 18 years old and lived in Madrid, Spain, in an apartment on Calle Luis Marín, number 8, which is her apartment, apartment number, in the neighborhood of Puente de Vallecas. This I'm story, going to remember all of that. Well, you better, because it's, <laughs> it's just something that you have to know. This story is considered to be one of the most important paranormal phenomena because it was the first paranormal case that was officially documented in a police report. Mm. In Spain or in the world or what? So they say Spain for sure, and then a lot of places said the world. But really, do do it's we, hard to tell. I don't really know how to confirm that. Anyway, I'm gonna say the world. So here's the beginning of the story. Some people believe that it started with her grandfather. In mm. 1990, Estefania's grandfather was in hospice, and so the family decided to go visit him, despite the fact that. Their grandfather absolutely hated them. In fact, in one of their last visits, or in fact, the last visit to their grandfather, he whispered in Estefania's ear, if I can't harm you in this life, I will do it in the next one. Woof. That's... What an asshole! What I mean, is he really... I mean, I guess he is the grandfather, but what a jerk. I don't know. Can you really think of... of anyone you wouldn't want to be part of your family it's like yeah fuck old grandpa he's just a little bastard well i know like family's family but in the same time if he really hates you that much aren't you doing more harm so if you did care about him maybe you wouldn't visit him knowing he hated you so much 
That's true. And and I totally understand the that argument that family's family, but I also think there should be an addendum that family's family as long as the love goes both ways. I guess that's just like friends. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if you have a family member who's just truly evil and hates and doesn't care about the rest of the family, it's really hard to just say, oh, they're family. We should be nice to them. But that's just a me thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I still think he's uh... a jerk. Yeah. So fast forward a little bit. And one of Estefania's friends, boyfriends, died uh, in a motorcycle accident. Obviously upset, the girls decided to try to communicate with him through a Ouija board. Of course they did. Of course they did. I mean, this was the 90s. They'd probably, like, just seen the craft as well. And they're like, we can do this. <laughs> they should have just, they should have stuck with uh, light as a feather, stiff as a board. And... Well, but that's what you do to warm up for the Ouija board. Oh, God. <laughs> you got to, like, channel your powers. You got and... to warm up those fingers. Yeah, got to get them ready. <laughs> got to get them ready to find out which boy has a crush on you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ask the spirits. Oh, man. Well, the boy's dead, so. <laughs> well, hopefully that's not who they were asking about, but yeah. Oh, they were trying to communicate. But I with mean, them. if he had a crush, oh. <laughs> not, not not that. It, yeah, I knew I knew they were trying to talk. Uh, to him yeah, this time. yeah, yeah. In March 1990, that's when they decided to. Well, that was around the time, I guess, that they decided to do this. One of the friends snuck in the Ouija board to the school. However, she didn't have a planchette, so when they got everything ready, they actually went ahead and got a glass cup. That or, would work. Yeah. So, I mean, I've heard people use planchettes, different types of planchettes, things like that. It's just, it doesn't really, it's not that it doesn't matter what you use, but as long as it's something that is usable. Yeah. You know that makes I mean? sense. Like, uh, the letters on the board, the, so you can they, see what is them. being indicated specifically. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So it worked fine, obviously. Her sister, Marianela, was also there. However, she didn't partake in the, in the seance. She just watched. She was watching, but she was also kind of, like, supposed to be lookout. Ah. Uh, yeah. Well, she didn't do a very good job because... They never do. Halfway during the session, I, I think she probably just got cut off in the whole thing. And a teacher actually burst into the room and interrupted the entire session. The teacher was so mad at what they were doing that she picked up the Ouija board and ripped it in half. Ripped it? So it wasn't even, like, a like a hardcore board. It was, like... Apparently not. She Either she's really strong or it was just, like, a cardboard... Something that you buy, like, at the toy store or something. She had that, like, teacher rage. Wait, so... <laughs> teacher rage! Was this uh, was this close to... In the movie, weren't they in, like, a Catholic school and the teachers were nurses? Or it was, a, it was a Catholic school, I guess, because some of the articles that I was reading, they would say a nun walked in. I think I said nurses and I meant nuns. I, I think heard, I said where the teachers are I nurses and I meant I heard what you said <laughs> and I ignored it. <laughs> I yeah. know what you meant, yeah. Yeah, so the uh, nun, or teacher, whatever... She ended up ripping it, and in the chaos of it all, she also broke the glass. Mm. Now, Oh, they couldn't say goodbye. Now, what I'm going to tell you next was witnessed by Estefania's sister, Marianela, her friends, and even the teacher who had been interviewed afterwards. They all said that when the glass broke, they saw a smoke-like fume lift from the glass and enter Estefania's mouth and nose. Woof. Yeah. Secondhand smoke kills you. <laughs> that is a damn truth right here. So, yeah, you said it. You said it just a second ago. If you do not say goodbye or properly close the session, you're leaving the gate open, essentially, for anything to kind of walk through. Yeah, and they like to linger. 
They like to linger. Doesn't matter how many no loitering signs you put around the Ouija board. Don't matter. <laughs> they don't give. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> what signs? No loitering signs. No loitering. I, <laughs> I literally heard no Lord of the Rings signs. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't get the reference. This is the nerdiest seance ever. <laughs> It's like, all right, so in between questions to the demon, you have to do Lord of the Rings quote. (laughs) Yeah, no. You shall not pass. (laughs) Right? So no loitering doesn't apply to ghosts. They don't care. Basically. All right, so this is this is already that's pretty exciting. Mm -hmm. I don't remember this part of the movie being particularly exciting, so this is way better the way you're telling it. I do remember it as the movie, kind but of. Seeing but seeing smoke, like, go... I'm just... Can you picture smoke, like, just emanating and going to her mouth? And at that point, as someone like me, who's terrified of getting infected by things, I would just be like, oh, my God, oh, my God. You would oh just get a disease, not, like, a demon. But, yeah, so... Uh, it Actually, while I was doing this research, it became painfully aware that it had been a really long time since we saw Veronica, and we only saw it once, so... I don't even remember which parts are bleeding through or not anymore. I know a lot of it. Like, I remember some. When I was reading, I'm like, oh, yeah, but not, like, well enough. Well, there's moments I remember, and I'm just waiting to see if, if there's something you discuss about them, because that will kind of imply if whether it was uh, written for the movie or if it's actually real and they were bringing it along into the movie. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Okay. <clears throat> okay, so... The next thing, not long after this, Estefania began to suffer from insomnia. When she was able to sleep, she was having horrible nightmares. So her sleep patterns were really being disturbed. And obviously, if anyone, doesn't matter who, this would really eventually affect your behavior. Yeah. So her symptoms worsened and she began to hallucinate shadowy figures as well. She described them as dark, shadowy figures who would sometimes wear cloaks these figures would sometimes also appear in groups, sometimes individually, but when they were in groups, they would hold hands and call out to her to join them. Ooh. These creatures also had no distinguishable facial features, so she had no idea who it was or what was going on. By no distinguishable, does it mean they look like super generic, or did it mean they had like... It was just blacked out. Oh, okay, so it was like a, almost like... They didn't have eye holes and noses and mouths. Not trying to go back, but like a Nazgul. Ah. Yeah. I was picturing that episode of Doctor Who where their faces were getting sucked off by the television. (laughs) Not like that. They were were dark figures. (laughs) Everyone listening is like, what the hell are they talking about? (laughs) All right, keep going. So, uh, yeah. So after that, not too long after... She started having what people now would say they were just seizures, but they were a little weird, too. Atypical. Yeah. So some people are like, oh, it's just a type of seizure, but who knows? Sometimes she would also have episodes that left her in a trance. Her mother, Concepcion, is her name, would take her to the bathroom, splash water on her face, call out her name, do anything she could to get her attention, but nothing would work. She was, like, totally out of it. Just in a trance, not seizure, nothing like that, just still. You know, just real quick, I have this notion that whenever people have seizure-like symptoms, it makes me feel a little sad if we're talking about even paranormal stuff, supernatural stuff, because it's so easy to dismiss it as just being epilepsy Mm -hmm. instead of something's actually happening. So in this situation, her having seizures, I, I could imagine most people were like, well, then she was just having seizures, but... 
you know, especially if they're weird, that makes them interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, um, it is very sad. But, like, again, this wasn't your typical seizure. In fact, it was common for these trances to last up to 20 minutes. Damn. Yeah. Every time she would come out of them, she would tell her mom that she was in a long corridor filled with smoke. And she would hear those same voices that the shadowy figures would tell her to come join them. Mm. So she was like somewhere else. You know what I mean? Almost. Maybe it wasn't her mind. You know, a lot of skeptics say she was becoming a schizophrenic or something like that. Absolutely. You know, who knows? But no, it's kind of weird. So obviously her family did seek professional help. And they went to multiple specialists. They even went to like four different medical facilities to try to figure out what was going on. So many tests were performed uh, to find out what was causing uh, these symptoms. Well, anyway, despite everything, the doctors could not find anything wrong with her. Brain activity, physically, everything turned out normal. Like she was totally normal. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. No. Well, that's fun. Yeah, basically. Uh, so, again, you should probably, we should probably note that epilepsy is kind of hard to diagnose mm-hmm. in general. And even so, there's some people that have certain conditions that people like would say, I think it's epilepsy, epilepsy but then they get medication and it doesn't really work. I mean, there's a lot of different. It's still a very misunderstood whole plethora of different issues yeah exactly it covers a whole realm of disorders and they're not caused by the same things and and they have different treatments and different causes and different everything yeah exactly so it's really hard to just diagnose on itself so i get that did she get a second opinion she got like five six different opinions okay okay so this was (laughs) it wasn't just like one guy who sucked at using his his scans no it wasn't like this one doctor who they paid under the table no no i mean like they went to medical like i said professional medical facility like uh what do you call them specialists she went to multiple specialists so unfortunately despite the fact obviously no one was able to, to get some sort of conclusive diagnosis of her condition this continued for about another six months with each day passing, her symptoms her symptoms were getting worse and more severe, and Estefania was getting weaker. As things were getting worse, more strange things started happening outside of Estefania and began affecting her family. So things like appliances would turn themselves on and off. Ob- and these are things that the family was noticing now. So, yeah, so we're going into like everyone is seeing it. Yeah, appliances would turn themselves on and off. Objects would move around on their own. Could they see them, or was it like they turned around and then something was in a different place? I think, uh, no, So at some point they did start seeing things shift or okay. move and stuff. Yeah. One of her younger siblings woke up to find her arm slamming against the wall and then sled- suddenly stop. Hmm. So, yeah, that was weird. Marianela, the sister that was also at the... When they were doing the Ouija board session at yeah. school. The, the lookout, the really bad lookout. The really bad lookout. That let the teacher get in. Yeah. She shared a room with Estefania uh, with her. So one night when she woke up, Marianela, she saw Estefania levitating from her bed. Convenient. Convenient. So one day, Estefania screamed while she was in the bathroom. Her mother went rushing towards her to like obviously see what's going on and notice that the door was shut closed and locked 
banging on the door saying, you know, open the door. Stephanie said she can't, she can't. And obviously this whole panic, the father came in and he started hitting the door. Nothing was working. And seconds before, moments before he was about to kick open the door, it gently popped open. Mm. And Estefania was not right there, like in front of it. Like she was on the other side of the room. Apparently their bathroom was kind of big because it also dueled for like a washroom and all these other different things that they would do there. They'd also do their ironing in there. Such a horror movie cliche where then the door it just is. like slowly opens. But it's totally, it totally happened, Chase. <laughs> well, I'm, right now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to analyze all the things that they're witnessing and seeing, well, how many of these could be explained by people just being paranoid and over, uh, like, overanalyzing things. It's kind of like a word you, you, um... Hysteria? Well, no, no, but I mean, like, when you hear a word that you haven't heard often or ever before, and then after you hear it for, like, the first time, you hear it everywhere for, like, the next time. Oh, song. right. So if they're assuming that she might be possessed, what kinds of things might they be experiencing that they're just paying more attention to? Like, maybe the girl hitting her arm against the wall is... She's very upset and stressed, and she's in kind of a lucid state, and it's just happening. That one, I'm going to put away as doesn't really weird me out. And that's why I asked if they saw things moving or if it's just when they turned around, it was in a different location. It's maybe they're just so paranoid that they, they didn't stop things like, oh, yeah. Like they're I, not thinking clearly anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but, but the levitating one is interesting to me. So either she was dreaming or she saw the levitation. Could be either. If she saw levitation... That's pretty damning evidence because as far as <laughs> I'm like, concerned, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, we have no explanation for levitation that's real, like outside yeah. of the supernatural. We've got, who's that magician? Um, David Blaine. Oh, yeah. Who did the- Levitate. I remember uh, that. On the street and everything. And then someone had a good camera angle. You could see what he was actually doing. He wasn't. He just made it look like it. But I highly doubt Estefania was- doing optical David Blaine illusions at night to try to make everyone believe she was... She's a brilliant uh, magician, actually, if you didn't know. So some of these are particularly creepy to me. Yeah, the, it is. So what happened to her in the bathroom when the door opened? Nothing. They. It was like nothing happened. Everything went silent again. And was she just sitting on the other side of the bathroom? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, she was like where she was. Because like I said... It was like a it was a room where they did a lot of their like laundry exactly. and stuff like that it was also a bathroom but they also did ironing so it was like a place where they cleaned dishes and stuff it, it was like a multi-purpose room but was she unconscious conscious was she hurt was she no distraught? no I mean no more than usual because I mean the girl's having seizures all the yeah, time yeah no she's in a rough yeah place, so okay no? I was trying to see if like when they open it you saw her like clawing against the wall and there was blood everywhere uh, she's screaming like no sorry my brain's in total horror movie mode so. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to find out. Yeah. No. Uh, nothing like that. So let's see. Where were we? Oh. So in early August, Estefania reached a peak and had one of the worst violent episodes she had uh, ever, I guess. Ooh, it gets worse. It's yeah. Great. So it does get worse. She actually attacked her sister, getting very violent, and ended up hurting her pretty bad. All the while foaming at the mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, fun. And then collapsed on the ground and had a violent seizure. When she finally came to, she had absolutely no idea what was happening. Like, she completely changed her demeanor. And even her parents, like, I saw a lot, uh, actually a few interviews with her mom and dad on YouTube. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, yeah, a lot of the times they talked about it, it seemed like she became 
two different people. Well, and there's a lot of things that can cause that, including, if I'm not mistaken, a form of schizophrenia, even some people with certain types of seizures that can happen. Regardless of what it was causing it, be it a possession or any of these things, none of them are good. Mm-hmm. Something's wrong. That's yeah. a problem. However, I want to talk about the foaming for a second. Okay. <laughs> Why? All right. So, and I'm asking this to all you listening to this out there. Think to yourself, when's the last time you've seen someone or yourself foam at the mouth? It is a very <laughs> uncommon thing. I don't think it's ever happened to me. I've never seen it with my wife. I don't think I've seen it with anyone in my family. I've only ever seen it in movies, and usually it's Old Yeller. Old Yeller, yeah. So foaming, at the, foaming at the mouth is a really bad thing. It shouldn't happen pretty much ever. No, so, it's kind of like this rabidness, like you're just... Something's salivating and yeah. you're intense. Yeah, I have no idea, but it's really gross. Okay. Hey, in The Rock, the movie, when they were dying from that green virus, oh, yeah, they no. were all foaming at the mouth. That's true. They were having a good time. That was a pretty violent death, actually. All right, so I'm totally over the foaming at the mouth. I just want to point out that that so far is probably the creepiest thing I've heard. <laughs> that and the breathing in the smoke from the broken glass, that messed me up in my head a little bit. Ah, interesting. I'm learning more and more what things scare you infectious things even if it's a demonic infection it grosses me out well a lot of people claim this is a demonic infection oh sweet yeah well okay so after this violent episode and you know probably one of her worst as her family described unfortunately on august 14th 1991 at 19 years old estefania died she suffered another horrible seizure slipped into a coma and was admitted to the hospital and just a few hours after that she passed Two doctors, Pedro Cabeza and Gregorio Arroyo, who cared for Estefania, went and sent out samples for any kind of infections, anything that might have been wrong, you know, like autopsies, things like that. And all the tests were clean. Everything was fine. She wasn't, like, drugged. She w- There was no, like, a lot of people said, it's probably a black mold infection that's making her crazy. Oh, right, right. You know, there's, like, a lot of things that it could be environmental. That totally sounds like something I would say, though, too. You would. It's the black mold. <laughs> we have had mold effects. Oh, we've had we've had a bad mold situation when we lived in Italy. Yeah. Holy crap. That, and that was actually slowly killing us. But anyway, that's a, that's a, sto- that's a story for another episode. <laughs> what episode? The mold fear episode. Ooh, maybe we can have, like, a mold creature or something. A moldy creature. <laughs> I'm sure one exists. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's what happened. But again, when the doctors came back with these results, uh, really anticipating to find something wrong, you know, with her, they they even said, I guess, quote, it was very strange and suspicious, as they said. Mm. So even they're like, I don't think this is this is not normal. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I want to take a little break. And maybe just have another drink. Since you don't have a story, I know we don't uh, have a different story afterwards. However, after Stefania's death, it gets much, much worse. Oh, sweet. All right, I need another drink for this night. That's what I'm saying. I think you're going to need another drink. All right, so everyone, get another round. We'll see you in a few. We're back. Hope you guys got some fresh drinks because we're ready to keep going. Uh, we're sticking with our beer. Yeah. I'm, sticking with our guns is too good. I think it's, the beer's really good. I think it's been doing me very well, too. And I'm really excited to hear more about this story because in the movie, if you guys have seen the movie, the movie pretty much stops when she dies. Yeah. So to hear other stuff happen afterwards makes it way more interesting. Exactly. That's why I thought, I was really shocked when I was doing this 
research, again, I, I honestly didn't know the lengths this took, you know, that the movie didn't introduce or, you know, whatever. Like, it was more focused on her versus, like... So does the police report include the stuff after she died? Yes. Oh. So you'll see what I... You'll see. You'll see. I know this this story's supposed to make me want to watch Veronica again, but because I know this is happening in Spain and imagine it just makes me want to watch uh, Wreck. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, not the dubbed up, oh my English God. dubbed or yeah. whatever. Uh, so, after Estefania's death, this is the, uh, yeah, everything that happened afterwards. Again, this is the strangest thing that I found of the story. I had absolutely no idea this was happening afterwards. When I saw the movie, I'm like, yeah, she's dead. The demon's gone. I, I don't know. Apparently, I was very, very wrong. The family, before Estefania died... No one else saw the shadowy figures. However, after Estefania died, the family started seeing the shadowy figures as well. Oh, because they didn't have a body anymore. Nothing was holding them, I guess. Yeah. Very, very creepy. One of Estefania's sisters were woken up by the strange noise they heard coming from the hallway. As they waited, they finally noticed a shadowy figure crawling in short and slow movements as it slowly dragged its body into the bedroom and then disappeared. Woof. <laughs> yes, exactly. In the words of every dog ever, <laughs> woof. woof. <laughs> Buzz, your girlfriend, <laughs> woof. <laughs> That's why we have to describe every situation we don't like, <laughs> woof. Just imagine Buzz's girlfriend, same thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So obviously this was not an isolated incident. The, uh, in fact, the family saw these creatures a lot of the time and they always kept low to the ground. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why that freaked me out. Shody got low. Shody got low. Shody's. Shody, Shody. <laughs> Just kidding. That's inside joke from Baywatch. Anyway, we apparently watched that show way too much. Not because well, it's good. Not because it's good, and we're only on season four. <laughs> and it's that's taken us what three years? It's taken us three years, <laughs> but it's like this really random show we like to put on and laugh. Okay, let's see. Uh, in an interview, Concepcion, the mom, recalled an incident when she was lying in bed when she suddenly felt a weight on her body and something touching her feet and hands. Mm. She couldn't see anything. But it was happening. That's gross. The family also started hearing knocking noises coming from Estefania's bedroom. But isn't that where the other girl lived too? Like, didn't they share a bedroom? So, yeah, they shared a bedroom, but it was during the day. Okay. But in the article, they said Estefania's room. And you're like, anyway, she wasn't the only one there. It's, t- it's totally now the other chick's room. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's Marianella's room. But yeah, so it was just like during the day. And the mom was the one who went to go investigate, like, what's going on. And they noticed that all of Estefania's stuff in the bedroom was thrown across the room. Mm. Yeah. So they still don't like Estefania, even though she's not even alive. So Unless it's her ghost pissed off that the family was so okay with moving on without her. Yeah, it's like, wow, that took a long time. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for mourning for me for like a day. <laughs> uh. Anyway, our neighbors have a little dog, so if you hear it, in the audio, sorry. Okay. Not as sorry as that dog's gonna be. <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
Nothing. Because I like animals. I just... I was going to say, what are you going to do? I like animals. I just don't really like that dog very much. Well, it's very yappy. All right. Um, So the family. Sometimes they would also hear the laughter of an older man resonate throughout the house. Mm. They'd often hear it going from one wall to the next like it was walking. Oh, almost like maybe it was Estefania's granddad, a total asshole. Maybe it was him who was like slowly killing her. Why did he have such a beef against her? I have no idea. I tried looking and everything just didn't give me an information. I bet because it was family stuff, they kept it all private. Yeah, I guess. How rude of them to have private family moments. Have have private lives. They should tell me everything. I want to know. What else (laughs) am I supposed to do when I'm eating my McDonald's? (laughs) Why? So selfish. Uh, I'll tell you more scary things while I eat some nugs. All right. Nugs as in, you mean literally as you pick up your cup and drink beer? Yeah, I don't have any nugs, <laughs> but now I want nugs. Don't worry. These are still filled of carbs and it's really unhealthy. So <laughs> aside from the laughter, they also heard other voices coming from the bedroom, from a bedroom. Huh. That's how I wrote it. I don't think that's right. But every time they checked in any of the bedrooms. Okay, so this is... This is just a uh, typo here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> What's happening here is that I've obviously had one too many beers. Uh, okay. This is what it is. They would also hear a lot of voices in different rooms. And every single time they'd go in there, no one was there. Gotcha. So it always felt like the voices were having conversations or or some. they would hear it every time they would have to go investigate it wasn't just happening near them totally you know they also this was a common occurrence they would hear a woman scream from the bathroom with the screaming yeah that one really that was gross uh they would hear open uh doors open and close on their own throughout the house that happened very often they also began experiencing drastic temperature fluctuations Ooh, now see those ones those ones I hold on to. Those are big deals to me because... Really? Oh, man. If I was sitting in here and all of a sudden I just felt like a waft of cold air. Like, okay, so yesterday I was sitting at my computer <laughs> oh, yeah. and I was uh, I was doing something. I, I don't know what it was. And Lily was in the room because our office is just one room with all our computers in it. And I felt this big, like, whoosh of cold air all over, like, my left side. And I turn around and Lily's on the complete different side of the room and she's like at the at her desk doing something else and i say did you like open a window or something because no you didn't say that you said i just felt a gust of wind on my arm and you kind of looked at me and i was looking at you and i'm like waiting for you to say something more and i'm like i just opened the closet door and shut it and i think that's what it was because yeah and and i couldn't hear it because i have headphones that are like noise canceling so i couldn't hear anything outside so it was like silent to me but, man, it was cold air, and I freaked out. I turned around looking for, like, an open window and everything. Well, this whole damn house is cold, so. <laughs> yeah. So I'm very I'm very sensitive to that. If all of a sudden it gets, like, 10 degrees colder, so that and the smells, I notice I'm very sensitive to when people detect oh, when we say, a, a horrible rotten meat smell or something yeah. randomly. I remember that scared you in The Conjuring. Yeah, my first thought is we got to take out the trash. My second thought is demon. <laughs> In that order. If we haven't had meat in a week, <laughs> it's got to be a demon. <laughs> I just took out the trash. <laughs> Demons! Hold on. Don't forget, did we shower that day? <laughs> I don't smell like rotten meat. <laughs> I smell like fresh chase. Fresh chase. 
That should be a cent. <laughs> I'd buy it. <laughs> you don't have a choice. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> um, let's see. They also, actually, the family, what they ended up doing is putting motion alarms throughout the house. Mm. And they would go off. Ooh. Oftentimes in the hallway. Randomly at night. And they would go out there. No one was out there. Very creepy. So I think the most important question right now is, uh, when is their lease up? (laughs) I know. Because if I were them, I'd get the fuck out. But here's the thing. The problem is that this, all this stuff started happening not too long after Stefania died. So they were also mourning. Mm. It wasn't like years later. No, it was like. The next day. They were, yeah, they were still struggling with yeah. an incredibly horrible loss. I mean, loss. this family just lost a sister, just lost a daughter. Yeah, it, it it's rough. They couldn't just like be like, anyway, well, let's also move. And now they're losing sleep. Yeah. Okay, so other things that happened to the family. Maximo, the father, was playing with his younger son, the youngest son, when suddenly the child was lifted in midair and thrown across the room. Aw, poor baby. I know. I was like, wait a like minute. Like thrown across the room. Yeah. Rude. Are you sure he wasn't just like saying that to the mom and Kim was like, no, 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 we weren't roughhousing. Totally a demon picked <laughs> up the room. It was the demon. What are you talking about? We weren't playing soccer in the house, I swear. <laughs> and those things that are broken, demon also, obviously. <laughs> oh, totally demon. Oh, and the demon made me forget your birthday. <laughs> And I also ate all the Cheetos. Demon. <laughs> demon ate the Cheetos, I meant to say. The demon made me eat the Cheetos. That's why my fingers are... <laughs> Actually, he made me feed it to him. <laughs> I didn't even eat him. It was awful. Can you buy more Cheetos? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a message. He needs more Cheetos. <laughs> all right. Um, so the family, after all these things happened, obviously at some point they did decide to seek help. Like paranormal investigators. Well, of course, wouldn't you? Yeah, priests would come by, psychics. I mean, they really just opened the door and they were like, anyone and, you, and anything. And you know most of them were wackos. Who knows? I don't know. I'd be so nervous to let these people into my home because even though I bet some of them are legitimate, like they're good at their job, they take it seriously, I think most of them are going to be crazy people. Very possible, yes. But anyway, so there was... This one uh, investigation that is on YouTube, it was just a clip of it that I saw. So it wasn't the whole thing, obviously. But I saw a video where Medium comes in. So it's in the apartment. It's in the apartment. Oh, so you got to see what it actually looked like. Oh, I'm jealous. Only, no, 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 no. Hold up. I wish to, trust me. I wish I saw the apartment. It was just like a scene of the Medium. And I think she was like, she was sitting down in some room or whatever because she became possessed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She looked Was very, she looking for Cheetos too? She was. <laughs> I saw her mouth. It was all orange. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, was it frothy or orange? <laughs> no. Which one scares me? Which one makes me hungry? I know. Ugh, I hope the neither. But anyway. So the medium looked very angry and was kind of fighting her partner, like the other investigator that was there the entire time. And, you know, the guy that was... So it was a woman medium. 
And then there was a guy that was, like, standing in front of her, kind of, like, shaking her. Okay. And he was yelling, return, return, because she was, like, totally gone. Fuck. And she's being possessed. Yeah. That was interesting to watch at, like, midnight. Okay. So the medium, you know, after all this was done during the uh, kind of, like, talk time when she's trying to explain to them what she experienced and everything, confirmed that the grandfather was haunting the family. But so that bastard had come back. He certainly did. And could very well have been what killed Estefania. Possibly. Very possible. That's a theory, I guess. Especially from this medium who is the one who said it. Am I the only one who's really pissed that we don't know why the grandpa was such a jerk? Like, did he have a reason? No, it bothered me. I kept looking. Now, I looked at a lot of articles and I was kind of combing through uh, for you know different sources and stuff. and I And I couldn't find anything that said that although I, I saw many say that the grandfather didn't like them and that it could have been him and stuff like that but not a reason why i don't know maybe he's just an asshole sometimes people are just assholes what a prick yeah i hate this guy i hate that I, well he's dead so don't worry well, except apparently but i you should do- still <laughs> worry let's <laughs> I guess you do have to still worry. worry i'll just like possess you and throw uh... your belongings and kill people and I guess you can't say, good, he's dead. I don't have to worry about him. Apparently, you never know. I guess you do. Just remember that, people out there. If you're ever thinking to yourself, when they're dead, I don't have to worry anymore. You might have to. It's not true. Be careful. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, like I said, that's what the medium said. And they, oh, and she also said that Estefania's spirit was also in the house. Was it at that point malevolent? No. She was there because she was constantly preventing the grandfather and other entities from harming her family, like, to to an extreme. So she was kind of a protector. Well, that she got the shortest end of the stick. Not only do you get possessed (laughs) and get screwed, now you have to protect everyone else from the same thing. Like, you don't even get your time off or good behavior or anything. You're fucked. (laughs) Time off. This isn't a job. Well, I guess it is. <laughs> it sounds Every like a I job Every time I say, I'm like, well, it's not. Oh, it is. That's exactly what's happening. Yeah. I'm just really smart. <laughs> You're so smart. So smart. Uh, don't be stupid, stupid. Another thing that they. <laughs> don't be stupid, stupid. <laughs> I have no idea why that makes me laugh. Because it's awesome. Oh, my God. What is happening? This is like the most scariest non-scary telling of this story because there's a lot of scary shit it's, here. It's coming off super disrespectful, and I apologize for that. I actually feel really bad for this girl. I do she, too. Whether or not it was an actual possession or not, she had a really, really well, bad it fucking sucks. Time like you know, yeah. her death was unfortunate, and it was really hard. I mean, this girl wasn't much older than us, and if she were still alive today, she much be- older. We're much older. She was only nineteen. No, I mean when she was born. So if she hadn't have died. She would have been, what, in her 40s right now? Yeah. She wouldn't be that much older. So this is a very recent event. This happened in, like, 1990. That's not that long ago. I'm pretty sure. So she would have been in her 50s then. Because she would have been 20 or. You said she was 18, right? She would have been 15 when we were. She was 18? She would have been, hold on. Yeah. So that's 40 years ago. So she should be 58. Yeah. No, that was 30 years no, ago. Okay, so hold on. She'll be 48. No, 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 I know. But yeah, she'll be in her late 40s, I guess, because she was 19 in 1991. 1991. Okay. If we go with that, so 1990 was 30 years ago. So add 30 to 19 minus 1, you've got 48. 
the math checks out in my head. But that's not that's not that long ago, and I think most of our listeners were at, alive in 1990, if very young. I was very young at that time. So this is pretty recent, and so this is very sad. It's very unfortunate, and no matter what happened, we feel really bad. So when we laugh, we're laughing because we're dealing with the terror. We're, we're, it's not out of disrespect. You know, honestly, I was, I was like researching and stuff. I'm like, I don't know how to make this funny. <laughs> and I and I don't. Uh, and my intention was never to make anything funny, but that just seems to be the trend of what where we go, we our make mind things goes. funny so we can deal with how stressful and scary these concepts. Yeah, are. I was convinced. I'm like, this is going to be a very serious episode. I don't think we can like make fun of this. Well, we're not making fun of not it. Not making fun of it, but like <laughs> laughing. I guess yeah. I don't know. Um, so anyway, mo is, respect to to them. We're not trying to be disrespectful. We're this is how we're coping with it. Yeah. 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 We always definitely cope things with humor. I don't know. And drinking. And drinking, too. So, obviously. Healthy, obviously. healthy reactions. <laughs> We're like an alcoholic Chandler. Oh, yeah. Merge. Merge. <laughs> oh, man. No one's going to get our references, and they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with I me? think a few people will. Probably the people who are listening that we know. My special friends. My <laughs> our special friends. Uh, let's see. All right, so she's protecting the family she is from <laughs> from asshole Grandpa the Great and other entities is what the medium said. So he's not alone. He brought his posse. It appears as so. Another thing that happened during the session, an EVP recording of a female voice was picked up. It said, "Cuidado con el abuelo. Beware of grandfather." Fuck. I listen to the recording <laughs> and it sounded like shit i could not hear it at all oh so it's like most spirit box stuff i don't know because if you really think about it this was a recording on a separate audio tape being picked up on a camcorder in 1992 mm-hmm. so the translation could be really fucked up too that's fair yeah the camcorder the the, the video itself is old yeah, I'll take that. So it's that. already distorted. Yeah. And then you're translating on whatever. And I'm not saying like, oh, 1990s, good times to have shit quality recording. But, you know, just the what you would require for something that's sensitive. Okay, so so I'm I'm taking what you're saying to heart, and, I, and I'm believing it. You, you're it making did, some it did points, sound distorted. But let's also point out that these people were recording stuff intentionally. It wasn't like they had their Walkman and they were trying to record stuff. Like, they had recording equipment. And to say that we do didn't... Do Walkmans re- record stuff? So even... Yeah, so Walkmans end if you have... So if you have a Walkman that can record, and oh, usually actually, they I never would, had one of those. Usually they would have an inlet in. They'd have like an audio inlet, or they had a... You can plug something in. Or they had yeah. the radio, some of them. Yeah. Some, some, I don't know if they were the specific Sony-branded Walkmans, but, you know, portable cassette tape players, some of them had record. I know because I had one. And But also if you Mr. had... Mr. Rich Guy over here. Oh, mine was like third hand. By that <laughs> point, it was a beast. Um, and uh, but also if you even just had one of those old stereos that had the little cassette tape in the middle and the yeah, speaker on the left and right, yeah. they had a record so you could record the radio. But if you weren't listening to the radio and you just hit record and you talked into it, it would pick, pick up, up your up voice. Yeah. It would be quiet, but it'd pick it up. It just has to do with how the recording equipment works. Yeah, and it was what what the purpose was. So this was like a handheld recorder. It, but this was the. I know the 1990s seems like a long time ago, but to say we didn't have good recording equipment in the 1990s that even consumers could buy. But let me. Is, but when you see wrong. the video, it was a handheld voice recorder. Yeah. Those things. It was small, 
1990. Yeah. It yeah. was not the best, but that's what they brought. It was for, like, memos. It wasn't for, it like... It was, yeah. right, to okay. pick up demon voices, okay? In this case, it was Estefania's voice. And, you know, again... Oh, well, it was her? I thought... So it said so a female they, voice. They so they think it is because, they, because it said... What did I say? So this could be a big assumption. Because uh, what she said was... Beware of grandpa. Cuidado con el abuelo. Beware of grandfather. Does that mean possessive like her grandfather as opposed to just a generic like evil dad is coming? Like she says our dad is coming or something like that? Well, I don't know anyone who says it that way in general. Like when someone's going to possess me, I'm like, here comes daddy. No, that's, that's not a saying. Okay, that sounds like a really creepy scene for well, the movie. Like, can you imagine like a demon when here comes daddy? Well, like, that's, oh, how, that's how you're making it sound. What okay. I'm saying is like. It, it, it was obviously, obviously the grandfather, and it grandfather. was probably Estefania that was referring. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the assumption. Could you imagine, honestly, though, on a serious note, could you imagine getting like an EVP or whatnot, and you're hearing someone who just recently died that you're mourning, you hear their voice? I couldn't handle. I think I would really, I'd have kind of like a life-altering episode. I would just burn the whole place down. Like, God forbid, if you ever, like, passed away and then I heard an EVP, like, a couple days later of your voice, I'd be like, I really need to reevaluate my views on what happens after we die. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm like, she's totally going to be judging me for everything I'm doing anyway. <laughs> I know all the porn you watch now. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to be, every time I eat a nacho, she's like, she's just looking at me saying, stop eating nachos. You're no getting, more nachos. You're getting fatter. <laughs> I will judge you and haunt you. You wouldn't just uh, be encouraging me to eat more sweets and unhealthy foods and be come join us. <laughs> That's what I would do. I would just like move snacks closer to you. You try to fatten me up to get me there quicker. It's like, ah, his heart's going to give it out at some point. Let's do it soon. Yeah, I was like, I miss him. I'm pretty lonely. <laughs> He's not listening to me. <laughs> he can't hear me scream at him anymore. Here's some licorice. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> How much licorice I like, it's not, you're not wrong. Licorice and booze. That's what I'm gonna get. That's what I'm gonna push towards you. And if you mix them, you get Jaeger. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Twice the power. <laughs> um, let's see, where was I? Oh yeah. So obviously, like I said, they had multiple mediums. Lots of investigators come in, and priests, and all of these kind of people just try to help her out, or at least get some answers. Despite all of this, nothing helped. And in fact, based on what's coming up next, made things either worse or that's just where it was heading. I said coming up next like it's Hulu and we're waiting for an ad break. <laughs> like coming up in three seconds. Ads. When you hear like the, the timer click, it's like in five, four, three, two. And you're like, oh my God. And you know torture. it's just going to be some car insurance ad. <laughs> rolling your eyes. Sweet. So after the car insurance ad, tell me what kind of hauntings this poor family had to suffer. Here we go. So a newspaper actually uh, wrote about a particular incident in the uh, with the family, the entire family experiences. Where one day, or sorry, one night when everyone was in the living room, the entrance door to the living room suddenly burst open, but no one was there. Now, the whole door opening and closing thing wasn't new to them. Yeah, we we talked about how that had been happening. But then all of a sudden they started hearing loud knocking noises from all the walls around them as well. Uh. Yeah, the parents quickly, you know, they got up. That was in the movie. 
I think. That sounds familiar like it was in the movie. It would make sense if they made the movie to incorporate the stuff that happened before and after to incorporate. It was probably like a mix. I could be wrong. If anyone's seen this more recently, um, well, I was going to say you should email us and let us know, but I think because of this, you and me are totally going to watch it in the next couple days. Yeah. Anyway, okay, keep going. Okay. Um, So, yeah, the parents quickly got up and they started, uh, went towards the door and closed it because it's all chaos now, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, there's knocking noises coming from the wall. They're hearing things, and so they kind of barricade the door to hopefully stop whatever they feel impending is is you know coming in. Fun. Well, they were right to try to close it because the door swung open with a violent windstorm force that pushed everything back, including the family, which was thrown across the room. Now, when I say thrown, I don't think you mean like, oh, they were like sideways and hit the wall. I think they were like taken aback kind of thing. Okay, so all of this just, you know, I'm just going to say this. This is making the Enfield haunting that they covered in Conjuring 2 look like child's play. This is heavy stuff. Yeah. I mean, if we're assuming all this stuff is true, this is heavy stuff. I mean, everyone in the family sticks with these stories. So I don't know if they're all in it or not. So a door swung open. They all got pushed back with like a tremendous force. Yeah, like a wind that they feel like some sort of like heavy wind force that blew that, like, you know, that hit them. I don't know. So. And then it just left them alone? No. Well, I think after that it did calm down. Like it was just kind of trying to attack them. I mean, a lot of these things are just kind of episodes. Like they're, they're things that happen and then they just stop. It's not like all day long. They have like a tornado of stuff happening. You know what I mean? It's just like every once in a while, there'll be a, there'll, there'll be a dramatic thing going on. Ooh, here's one that I was like, oh, nope. One day, Concepcion, the mom, reached down to pick up a picture frame that she saw lying down, face down on the ground. When she turned it around, she noticed that it was a picture of Estefania, but... The picture itself was scorched. Ooh. It was burned. And upon further investigation, they noticed that the frame and the glass were not damaged at all. So the picture just burned underneath? Yeah. But even then... <laughs> it's a picture. Who would do that but, to but what is a, a picture of your own family member that just died? How? But it's a picture... And a picture is such a recent thing. If you think about like demons and whatnot who existed long for pictures, like, but what makes the picture vulnerable but not glass and a frame? A lot of people believe pictures capture an essence of you. Uh, but that's what people believe. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, but that has to come from something. You have to believe uh, in a demon too. No, I know, but I mean, glass and the materials made of a frame existed long before. So a picture is a very new thing, and the idea that. I don't know. I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around that, but that's all I, okay. All I have to say is, if this family, like, had anything to do with her death, as the doctors kind of were like, things are suspicious, then I guess they wouldn't have a problem with scorching her face picture, you know what I mean? And then planting this evidence and telling people about it later. Then I guess that would be, like, the worst family on the planet. Sure. But sure. I don't think that's what's going on. I don't think okay. they wanted their daughter to die. I don't think... You know, her siblings wanted her to die. And I don't think after she died, 
they would want to burn a picture of her. How sad of would course, that be? Of course. So something weird is happening. No, no. I, I agree that something weird is happening. I guess I'm just having my trouble putting my finger on it. It's kind of like when you watch those movies where, like, uh, demons have infested, like, social media platforms. And they apparently have better control over webcams than our computers actually do. And I just, well, all demons, that stuff weirds me I out. mean, spirits and things like that. Obviously, the only reason why we can capture them on recording devices, things like that, is because that's how they gain their energy as well, if it's not through people. Okay. It's just like, easier for them to manifest, I guess, if we're talking about in the world of sure. all this stuff. Sure. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I remember hearing, when I read this the first time, I'm like, <laughs> this sucks. I don't know. That's awful. horrifying. To imagine looking, if you even saw it happen, see a picture like burning and charring in a frame, but the frame looks fine. That's a very horrifying image. It's very I mean, scary. that's like a personal target right there. But like, my brain is just having trouble understanding how a demon is totally cool with Kodak film. It doesn't have to be a demon. It, it could be the grandfather who just knows okay. what a Stephanie looks like, obviously. Sees it and is like, this would be fun. I don't know. I hate her this much. Yeah. Again, he's an asshole. Uh, the police report is the next thing. You keep bringing it up, so. <laughs> no, I got to know. Um, yeah. It's called the Vallecas case because I don't know if you remember this. That was the last name, right? No. That is the area they lived in, oh, the neighborhood. Okay. That's a, what was their last name? Gutierrez Lazaro. Oh, okay. Gutierrez is their last name. It's just like in... Uh, you, but, well, I, the only reason I... I so all of you listening i'm terrible with names when i meet new co-workers i don't remember their name for weeks so yeah i just bad with names so here we go with the police report on november 27th 1992 over a year of stephanie's death mm -hmm. the cops received a phone call from the father maximo and maximo explained over to the dispatch that their family was in danger and that there was someone in their house. There was a lot of chaos in their, in his speech and they were trying to figure out what was going on. And the more he explained, the more skeptical they were becoming, obviously. They even said, is there anyone else that we can talk to? Like, whatever. And in, in a frantic state, Maximo passed the phone to his wife and she explained everything, said, said the same thing and... They were still kind of like, okay, calm down. We don't really know what to do about this scenario. You know what I mean? Like, what do you want us to do? Because they're saying things like, we're hearing knockings. We're hearing uh, things are getting thrown across the room. We, you know, all these different horrible things that are happening. And, and this very particular night was very violent, apparently, enough for them to run out of the house. And so they actually pass the phone to the kids. And the kids are... Trying to explain to them and saying the exact same thing. Sure. So I think at this point, obviously, despite the fact of whether or not they believe them, they're like, look, there's kids involved. There's some people can be unhinged. We need to find out if everyone's okay. Absolutely. So they definitely send out police. So upon arrival, the officers noted that the family was outside waiting, obviously. I mean, they weren't calling from their cell phone outside because there were none. Sure. Well, I, mean, yeah. I mean, there were, but you know what I'm saying? They didn't have it. Not for your average person. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they noted this because it was very incredibly cold that night. It was in, no, in late November and... They wouldn't do this on a happenstance. Right. If they were like, okay, they're trying to like record everything that they're seeing because if something was going on, they wouldn't just wait out there for sure. however long. Anyway, 
eventually they were like, okay, so let's go back into the house. And the family were like, okay, we'll go in with you guys. <laughs> as long as you guys got guns. <laughs> yeah. and- I mean, I don't know if you can shoot air, but I guess you can. And it's an apartment. I'm an American. A gun just makes me feel better, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is that is some false security, my friend, in this scenario. Um, yeah, so they go into the house, and the officers were there in front, like, leading the way. Well, upon entering the house, they kind of investigated. Nothing was going on. And Maximo and, the, and an officer went into the bedroom. And what I didn't mention before, I forgot I left this out. One of the lead investigator of this case was Jose Negri, and he was there with, I guess, five other officers mm-hmm. that came down. So that's important to know because Absolutely. of, you know, what we're going to talk about. So anyway, Maximo and Officer Negri went into the bedroom, and while the other officers, there were two officers that I guess were still in the living room, and then other ones that were kind of outside investigating, kind okay. of seeing if they saw anything suspicious outside of the apartment. Absolutely. Um. Well... While they were in the bedroom, both Maximo and uh, Officer Negri, they heard a loud bang against the window that led to the balcony in the master bedroom. They heard the uh, the heavy object roll on the balcony floor like it was a heavy boulder. Mm-hmm. So the officer went, immediately went out there to investigate to see who was out there, and he looked around to the ground, Nothing. looked at the glass. The glass seemed fine, despite how heavy it sounded. And there was nothing. So we now have cops who are not suffering These from are... the traumatic loss of a child or anything like that, or even the assumption that there's a possession and they're seeing weird stuff now. Right, exactly. This is this is the evidence that Chase likes. <laughs> this is the evidence that makes me excited. This is your meat and potatoes. Because I can't I can't just whimsically push it away like, oh, they were they were really sad or these anything. Are, like, these this are is this is more interesting. Things that are coming out of reports. Yeah, that, this you know. is yeah. So, uh, obviously after this, the officer was like, okay, let's go back into the living room and come back with everyone. And he asked, Officer Negri was like, hey, did you guys hear any loud bangs while we were in the bedroom? And everyone's like, we didn't hear anything. Which was very weird for them because it was loud enough where they would feel like everyone else would hear. Mm. So it almost feels like this experience was designated for them. It's a specific, yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't know what words to use, <laughs> uh, but like it was tailored specifically for them. Yeah, that's how Channeled I describe it. Channeled to them, maybe. Yeah. Transferred. I don't I'm know. I'm picking words here. I'm just trying <laughs> to find out. Okay. Yeah. This is interesting. Well, now that they were all in the living room, strange occurrences started to occur yet again. Mm. Party never stops. <laughs> they created their own party, apparently. Here... I have a section from the report, a translation. Ooh. So so are you going to read in Spanish and then translate, or are you just going to read the translation? Oh, I'm not going to read in Spanish. Don't worry. I just like hearing that sexy <laughs> Spanish. No, this is a long one, so bear with me. I'm with you. Here we go. Quote, We were found amidst a rare and mysterious situation, that being seated in the company of the family, we could hear and observe a perfectly closed cabinet door, something which we verified afterwards, opened suddenly in a completely unnatural way. This started a series of suspicious events that were witnessed by the chief inspector and the three other officers present. Now, these are different quotes taken from, so it's not like a complete paragraph. They're just they're just uh, segments sure. of, the, of the thing. So here we go again. That was end quote, another quote. 
While still in the state of shock, a powerful noise came from the terrace where we could probe there was no one present. The suspicious event then increased in quantity and severity, taking the investigation up to the unexpected level. End quote. Another, another portion. Quote, Moments later, they could hear and see that on the tablecloth on a small telephone table, there appeared to be brown stains, which the chief inspector identified as drool. Brown drool? End quote. I'm assuming it was maybe, like, slimy. He's I not- mean, he's not He's not testing anything. He called it drool. We don't know what it I is. I think he meant, like, he had, de- like, described as such, not, like... Uh, droolish. He's like, this okay. is drool. No. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Another part. Quote, During the search of the room of the home, the phenomena which we have been re- referencing was observed. A wooden crucifix rotated and was ripped from the wall. Oh, no. One of the daughters picked up the crucifix from the wall and attached it behind the door in the room. Suddenly and strangely, three scratch marks appeared next to the cross. End quote. Okay, that's really fucked up. That is so fucked up. (laughs) So we can assume that this demon is of a Christian denominational persuasion, meaning he's anti-Christian. I think these demons are ancient, and they know what scares us. That's a good way to look at it. That's a really good way to look at it. I've always assumed it was like, so we're assuming that other religious possessions... They weren't born when Jesus was born. They're like, now. No. It's like, they're just like, this is... See, that's a very... This is a good way to It's a simple but creative way to look at it. Just like... Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, it's not something I invented. Mm, It's something that like was obviously already considered where... Demons will do anything. They'll lie. They'll say anything they want in order to get you scared enough to infest. Absolutely. That's what I hear. So. Keep going with that investigation. So that was all I, 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 that I was not able to. I didn't really look into a lot more, but I don't want to spend this whole episode quoting the police report. If you really, if you really, really want to know more about it, I highly recommend you looking it up. If you have a good site. We'll try to link to it. We might not be able to f- provide a good site. But if have, we have... Uh, yeah, I guess you're right. If we find something good, we'll link it. If not, it might just be worth it. The Google one search. that I... Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, I, although that is the end of the quotes that I decided to, to include. Now, although this was not in the section of the report I read, the family was... Had accounted other parts that they later described as well in, during that night. Uh, there was a moment when they were all in the living room and the doors and cabinets began opening and closing violently as the officer, <laughs> the officers reacted by quickly withdrawing their weapons and began frantically pointing at them towards these moving objects. This is what the family saw. And so I think it was kind of a solidification for them that they're not crazy. These things are definitely happening around them and these cops are behaving accordingly. I think I remember something similar to that in the movie. But then again, I thought the movie ended when she died, so maybe they did this stuff before she died, or maybe I'm misremembering the movie. Maybe the cops did come at some point. Yeah, I the cops were there in the movie. They happened, but I, I can't remember if they showed up. I don't up. remember. I think they, I thought she died at the end. I, I don't remember. I'm. It's been so long, so I might be misremembering things, but uh, I remember cops being there. I remember yeah. cops freaking out. Oh. Well, uh, yeah, so other things that happened that night. One of the officers noticed that while they were standing in the hallway, that right outside the 
bathroom area of the house, there was some strange red goo in random areas, like on the wall and even on the furniture. Now, the family said that they've never seen that before. Mm. And that in general, they avoid that section of the house and they don't try to go into the bathroom. Like, they don't linger there anymore. Because remember how I mentioned before? With the door. That's, or... Well, that's why they did a lot of their chores. Like, they would go yeah. in there and, like, do laundry and stuff like that. They, like, just stopped going in there altogether. Unless they, I guess, had to like use the restroom. Room. Yeah. yeah, so they're, the family admitted, they're like, I've oh, never man. seen this don't... before, but we don't go there. Going to the bathroom already sucks. Can you imagine, like, if your bathroom was haunted? You're like... I don't really want to go to the bathroom because there's a demon in there. It's true. But if you're scared, maybe it'll make you go faster. (laughs) (laughs) It's like better than Metamucil. It's like you just need a possessed bathroom. Oh, my God. Maybe that should have been our slogan. (laughs) The best cure for constipation is fear. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we're hair of the wolf, not dump of the werewolf. (laughs) We're good. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that's what they saw and they noted that as well so that's kind of a lot of the information i was able to get from the police report so that seems to be um kind of where it lies some of the things that were more confirmed when i was reading articles those are the things that kept popping up and again like i said that portion of the investigation was also there and i think i'm gonna leave it at that i think there's a lot more to go into if you really want to look it up but you know just for the sake of fun show that's what we have But in the end, like everyone else that's visited them and try to help out, no one was really ultimately able to help them. So nothing was, nothing changed. But did they keep living there? Did they ever move? What's going on? They ended up moving. Good. Thank God. Why do people keep staying in haunted places? And yes, I know sometimes they say the demons will follow you, but you gotta try. Sometimes you can't, man. Sometimes you can't just fucking move. You and me have wanted to move just because we hated a neighbor. (laughs) I mean, ah, but we're able to. We don't have kids. They don't have schools. You know, that's true. Their lives a lot more. You know, stationary. There's right? a lot of things in, in intact, and maybe your landlord's a douchebag too. And it's like, if you move, you have to pay us for the remaining year, months of rent. You never know. So that's a good point, and I and I need to understand that. But at the same time, I can promise you right now, if we ever move to a place and I think is haunted, as someone who doesn't want to like get into bad with a landlord or whatnot, I totally will move i'll totally oh yeah i agree and move totally i would obviously be oblivious to anything that's going on so you'd have to tell me uh let's say let's see ah the aftermath so there was a popular spanish paranormal show that was called cuatro milenio the fourth millennium yeah went to the former uh, gutierrez residence to do an investigation and they also went to the Gutierrez's new home mm-hmm. to do personal interviews. So that's what that whole episode sure. was about. Yeah. Well, you know, th- throughout the whole thing, they didn't find anything, really, uh, so while, while they were recording. How did the people who were living in the new house feel about their digs? Hold on. Before <laughs> we go into that, let me tell you this. It wasn't until editing that the crew member noticed a second voice while the mom was speaking. Oh, no. Please tell me she just wants to be a ventriloquist and it's a happy ending and not something fucked up. It said, No hemos comenzado. We have not started. But if it helps any, despite the strange voice appearance in the audio um, and all that stuff, 
the family claims that they have not experienced any more paranormal activity since the day they left the apartment. I mean, that's good. As long as there isn't really a malevolent force that's, like, biding their time for some good shit. Who knows? Well, it's been years now, and we haven't heard anything, so I think they're fine. So what about the family that lives in the old place? (laughs) So there was an interview that I saw that people that lived, like you said, in the current residence, and the couple said they don't experience anything whatsoever. And I'm not surprised, because we've heard the same thing so many times before, like the Amityville Horror House. It's the same way. The, the couple that lived there immediately afterwards, and I don't I don't think they still live there. They lived there for a long time afterwards. They never experienced anything. I think the house has changed multiple owners. And yeah, and um, you know, I believe them. I mean, not because they're trying to hide something or anything like that. When you see the, them being interviewed, they're really adorable. They're just kind of like shy, and they're like, no, I don't know. Sometimes we hear the neighbors, though. And, you know, trying to make a joke, but you know, you know what that's like. Sometimes they're just, you know... Leaking blood through the walls and screaming <laughs> at us. You know, typical neighbor stuff. That's not normal. No, no. Like, they seem very chill and Well, good. Just, I'm like, very no happy that they're safe. Yeah. There's nothing worse than the idea of moving into a place that's haunted and not knowing it. Exactly. And that, my friend, brings me to the end. All right. So there is some legitimately creepy stuff here. <laughs> I still can't get the image out of my mind of the smoke emanating from the that glass. That is in her. so interesting that that's that the part really that got you. That really bothers me because it's like she breathed it in. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's the whole airborne COVID era we're living in right now. But it really, that <laughs> messed with me a little bit. Uh, um, and the fact that the grandpa was obviously described as being so evil, but we don't know why, makes it even creepier. You know, I feel like I don't know too many people who had such hostile people like uh family members that they actively try to still be friends with yeah or let me just put it this way anyone that's willing to talk about it but i don't think it's uncommon so i just feel like yeah, that's probably fair to say. you know what i'm saying so i think like you know there are people who are in your family that you don't like and then sometimes you end up you know <laughs> encroaching in their space anyway or like true or trying to hopefully get some sort of human aspect out of them that maybe will make them feel better especially when like i said earlier in the story estefania and her family they visited them in hospice so Mm -hmm. i don't know i wouldn't say exactly that they were hanging out all the time exactly it was more like let's see him one more time and in in the events of doing that he was just maybe coming to terms and was like i hate you guys and then all that hate and then when he died you don't you never know Maybe he was just a really bad person. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, you never Interesting. know. Interesting. Trying to think of all the other things that really bothered me. You know, whenever I hear about levitation, that obviously bothers me. But I love that the police witness some stuff. That makes yeah. it... That adds a level of legitimacy that I think is particularly interesting to the story. Right. Um, always like when you have official accounts. I know, know. it's like your favorite, like the army people, but I don't know if that was a good one. It's because there's still people and they're obviously going to be subjected to the same fears and superstitions that all people are. I'm not saying that because they're officials, they're different, but I am saying because they have to do things like file reports or write them in an officially specified way that it, it, discourages a lot of weird types of information we put in there like i thought this or i felt this or i wondered this yeah they have to be a lot more objective and so they can say we witnessed this we do not know what happened 
And having to be so professional and formal is what makes the investigation a lot more interesting. Does it open it up for more skeptical explanations? Of course it does. But the idea that cops who were not related to these people who came into this uh, situation where people were feeling things that you could easily say, oh, they have the trauma of a lost child and they're dealing with some uh, mental uh, anguish. That when you have cops come in who aren't dealing with any of these and then they and see it, something, you're just like, oh, okay, right. maybe shit is happening. And, and when, from what this. I keep like reading as well, it doesn't seem like there's all these interviews from the cop. You know, it wasn't like this one cop who's like, I'm doing so oh, many crazy guy trying interviews to, and trying I'll, to get rich or something. I'll tell you all everything you want to know. No, it was like, whenever he was asked by it, he's like, it's in the report. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like this it. is what we saw. I love it. We wrote it down. I do you do I think he probably regrets it maybe a little bit but I don't know if they were thinking that at the time of everything that was happening you know this is a unique experience isn't like you know even when a cop gets a gun drawn to them or like or they're in like a very hostile situation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's hard to keep your composure absolutely right? absolutely because we're humans now imagine a paranormal situation that they've never ever in their lives think that even existed mm-hmm. and having to just pretend like it didn't happen yeah yeah well, I remember from the movie there was some big to do about a mattress, like black marks you told, on a mattress. Yeah, I remember that too. The picture, and, and I think at the end of the movie they showed what were allegedly supposed to be pictures from the actual apartment, and one of them was of the mattress. I don't really remember, but all I know at this moment is now I'm pretty interested to read up a little bit more and, and jump. But into see, those it. pictures they said, and I think if I recall correctly. Or from police pictures? Yes, they were. I, I think I think I remember a picture of the policeman actually holding the mattress up. It was on the ground, and he's so holding it up. So if that's the case, then that has to be maybe some of that like reddish goo yeah, stuff that I was some talking of the about. Weird coloring. And the reason it, it couldn't have been when she died because she died like in a hospital almost right? two years before or a year before. Man, this was happening for such a long time. God. Yeah, can you imagine being haunted and having to remember your poor? dead daughter for an entire year not because not because you see her beautiful picture or you just remember how much you miss her none of the reasons that most like people the, mourn, what we do all do uh, yeah. but you the reason you're constantly reminded is because your house is haunted holy cow that's heavy those poor poor people i'm so happy let me not say dealing with that anymore. yeah i was gonna say if there's any piece maybe now they can they can you know Get a piece well, especially of it. now, obviously, it's been so long. As but long as that other voice was not real and there, you don't have a bunch of demons ready I, to pop I, out. I'm not saying nothing because I don't know, but it's almost because, like, while they were filming, they didn't get anything. <laughs> Maybe they heard something and that's how they interpreted it. Totally, totally. You never know, you know what I'm saying, like, what's going on there because. Get what you can get. I, I, I didn't hear what, I didn't hear that splice of audio myself, so I can't judge it myself. So that, All right, so that was that was a good one. This was this is actually probably one of the scariest ones you've talked to me, which is funny because I actually knew the story from the movie, or I knew the Hollywood version of it. Yeah. Um, this is one of the scarier ones. There's some good stuff here. It's the poor girl. The there's some stuff here. That, so so demonic possessions are definitely something I'm particularly scared of. <laughs> and that's what I was kind of banking on. I knew you would think this one was creepy, and I will admit that when I first started to research this i was getting a little freaked out because i'm like wait a minute there's more than one person who went through this or just the family you know it really hit hard i'm like 
Because we, we all know how to deal with things that annoy us. You know, if you've got an annoying coworker, you know where to go so you don't eat lunch with them. <laughs> or or so. if you've got like someone in your family's bothering you, you can just go to your room. Like you can get away from it. But when you've got a demonic possession, you can't escape it. It's there. Yeah. And a lot of times they talk about how if you move, it doesn't go away. These people, it's like the moving might help them. So I guess one of the big things about a demonic possession that bothers me is that there's no obvious escape. Right. So. There is none. And, you know, especially, like I said, you're mourning, you're, you're obviously not in a good state of mind as it is. So it's very easy, maybe just because like I've heard this before, where if there's some sort of evil entity or a demon, something like that, it's easier for them to infest you to like get into your lives to get into feed off of you. Things Absolutely. like that. I don't know. I don't really know. I'm not a demonologist or anything like that. But I do like to read about it, and this is what I know. <laughs> I like I like to know fun stuff <laughs> and tell you about it later, Jace. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be your little guinea pig. You're welcome. So I guess that's what we got for you guys today. Yes, that's all we have. And next week, we're going to have even more. So if this is your first time listening. We should be available on most major uh, streaming sites. And if there's any one that we're not on, but it would make your life easier, you let us know. And we'll try to get on there to Definitely. It shouldn't be a big deal, but we haven't really reached out. It doesn't seem like a a concern these days. So, Absolutely. yeah. Like I said, we're on most of them. And if you ever want to tell us a story. Oh, yeah. We have a email address, hotwpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to share a story, we will tell it on the show. Or if there's a subject that you want us to research and tell it oh so well on our show, we'll be happy to do so. Yeah, we're really excited to see if you guys have anything that's interesting for us as well. Yeah, we're always open for suggestions. Actually, there's one suggestion that I haven't done yet and I feel really bad about now. So I'll probably do it next episode. That'd be great. Yeah, from a friend. I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, I am too. Well, I know I'm not done drinking for the night. I hope you guys <laughs> we aren't never are We never are. But if you have to be listening to this tomorrow with a hangover, just remember that the best cure for a hangover is fear. Bye. See ya.